You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Up to date wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. The Facebook group Save Kaufman Royal Stadium at Truman Sports Complex has taken on a life of its own since it was created over two years ago. The extremely active page has over 7,000 members who are against a new stadium for the Royals for one reason or another. This week, the Jackson County Legislature voted to get a new stadium measure on the ballot in April, which has energized the group's effort to get the word out to save the K. Here to tell us more about this effort is Joe Vaughn. He's founder of the Facebook Save Kaufman Stadium. Joe, welcome. Nice to have you on the show. Well, thank you, Steve. Good morning, and I'm honored to be here. Also here is Becky Nace, a former Kansas City Councilwoman and an active group member. Becky, good to have you on the show as well. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. Great to be on the show. Thank you for having us. Joe, what made you want to start this group to begin with? Well, there were talk, well, there was talk uh, not too long after Mr. Sherman acquired the uh, 30% uh, shareholders stock that he has of moving the stadium downtown. And uh, I sensed from my own experience, dating back to when the stadium opened in 1973, it is an awesome facility. It is designed specifically for baseball. The Truman Sports Complex was ahead of its time with the idea of separate stadiums for separate sports. And when Mr. Kaufman acquired the rights in 1969 to the ownership of the new team, he hired the architect and consulted to have this stadium replicate Dodger Stadium. And it is designed very similar to that stadium. And uh, I might add that stadium, which is five years older than the K, has recently had a $94 million commitment from the Dodgers owner to improve the present facility, not replace it. Hmm. Becky, what made you want to get involved in this effort? As Joe said, the rumor that John Sherman had promised his investment group a new stadium caused many fans to wonder what that was going to look like, you know, what was going to come of that? Is that true? Is that happening? And as this is, has progressed, the decision by John Sherman to scrap the K and build a smaller cookie cutter version downtown doesn't appeal to many fans. Likewise, taxpayers in general, many of whom don't attend games and are not fans, but have in the past supported maintaining and keeping the stadiums uh, in in good shape and as beautiful as they stand today, have questions about why do we need a new stadium? Anyone that reads about Kaufman, talks to others about Kaufman who attend games, agree it's a great fan experience and a beautiful venue with a lot of history. 
Well, Becky, what's wrong with sort of the current trajectory of this issue? Why not let the voters of Jackson County decide what we should do here? I mean, this is, you know, arguably John Sherman's team. He can decide where he wants his team to play. Why not let voters decide what they want to do here? First of all, voters wouldn't need to decide or have a say if he paid for it himself. Uh, voters have supported this issue for 50 years. The This decision to go to the voters without the basic information about what it is they are asking, what it will cost, who pays for what, and if in the likely case there are cost overruns in this project, who's going to pay for that? And I think it is fiscally irresponsible to take a ballot issue that many may assume it's business as usual. Uh, They won't as we get closer to the, the question on the ballot being asked and voters voting. But we are very lacking in fundamental information that the county, frankly, and city and state need to make a decision, much less voters who are going to be paying for it well beyond many of our lifespans. You know, if John Sherman was sitting with us here at the table, Becky, he might well say that information is going to be coming out. And county legislators themselves are saying if the information doesn't come forward, then we'll campaign against this issue in April. They shouldn't have put it on the ballot, Steve. That was an irresponsible move that usurped Frank White's ability to negotiate a a better deal Hmm. with them or to make the decision to recommend to that body that they not participate, that they not put it on the ballot and and say no to a new stadium. Joe, what would you add to this? Well, I would add that Mr. Uh, Sherman has never presented the public with any sort of a business plan or description of what he actually wants in a stadium. Uh, He hasn't presented any cost numbers, uh, no operating, uh, proposed operating budget or balance sheet of what the new stadium would entail. He hasn't set any goal on the terms of the size of the stadium. He's mentioned an entertainment district. How much is it going to cost? Usually when somebody starts any kind of a shopping center or entertainment district, they go into it with some pre-signed leases mm-hmm. of known names that are going to be the tenants and occupants of it. He's done none of that. Joe, how much has this Facebook grown since the beginning, since you launched this thing? Well, it started out uh, very slowly because I don't think anybody really thought uh, with the beautiful stadium we have and the support and actual love the public and the fans have for it. I don't think anybody thought any serious situation as we're now in would develop. So it started out very meagerly, and uh, it's approaching 7,600 members. 7,600. Well, what do you make of that? I think it uh, is just a minuscule microcosm of the number of people who love the present stadium. There's no clamor publicly for a new stadium. This is an idea with a small group of people who are not motivated for the public interest or the fan interest, They see a way to make more money off of this, and uh, it's a the public's been totally disregarded because Mr. Uh, Sherman and whomever he's working with 
didn't do any missionary work, as they call it in the business, by going out in the public and gathering opinion beyond just the uh, two or three pony shows that uh, he set up where those kinds of things, you can always invite the people to be there who will give you the opinions you want to hear. Hmm. And my view, that's what's been going on. Can I add, as a former Kansas City Council member right. who represented a, represented the area, the stadium uh, is in, the district the stadium's in, and who beat the bushes for the renovate to pass the funding for the renovation, you know, completely supported the Royals and Chiefs during my entire tenure on the council. But the difference between then and now is the package was put together responsibly. It was reviewed critically and it was signed and agreed to in advance of putting it on the ballot. This process of we'll give you answers later, put it on the ballot is in effect asking for a blank check without accountability. And if this should go to the ballot without these important questions answered, they will receive a blank check. And how do you negotiate with someone after you have guaranteed them the funding, not for a few years, for 40 years? Hmm. We'll be right back. You know, what do you make of the fact, Becky, that, you know, it seems like over the summer there was, you know, people were expecting answers from Frank White and the Royals. They were going to get together and come up with uh, answers to so many of the questions that you're proposing here. But that didn't seem to happen. There seemed to be some kind of breakdown at the Frank White Royals level. And this situation lingered month after month. My sense is some county legislators sort of threw up their hands and said, we've got to move the ball down the field here. Those of us who want to see this happen, let's put it out to voters, let them decide. We'll hopefully fill in the blanks between now and then and and let things lie at that point. Completely irresponsible for representatives of the public to come to that conclusion. Frank White has asked for these very specific answers uh, to be provided to him, and they didn't give them. I can only speculate well, I, did that. They, do we these, know that for sure? Did they not give them, uh, or do we Frank, know Do we Frank, know the answer to that? Yes. Frank White said in the this week's meeting when they put it on the ballot that he needs to negotiate further. There are many questions that have not been answered, and he just did not want this put on the ballot because – you know, paraphrasing for him, I lose all leverage in negotiating with them if we put it on the ballot and I haven't received the answers to very fundamental, basic, fiscal amounts. And to me, that means they didn't have them to give and they were ill-prepared for this process. So, you know, I think that Frank White has asked questions and has not received those answers they only recently chose a site just a, what a week before they want to put it on the ballot they are depriving the public of their right to know and be fully informed before they have to make a very very expensive and 
40-year commitment to fund these projects. Becky, does it make any difference to you that apparently there was some feeling of urgency here in that April was the time to take this before the voters? This might be the last chance before Governor Mike Parson leaves office next January. He's in favor of this project. He's willing to work with state lawmakers to bring the state share of funding uh, into both stadium projects here and if you don't have a vote in April, you might lose that opportunity. The the this is politics, Steve. And that that is purely a political preference on their part to try to get this under the wire before Governor Parsons not in office. Currently they contribute about three million dollars. That is pressing an issue that's going to amount to about two billion. At the end of the day, I don't see how those two correspond to pressing this issue to an April ballot. What I do believe, as a person who has run for office multiple times and knows the strategies in elections, that April's a low voter turnout and they would prefer to have less people at the polls than a bigger voter turnout like November, which would also be before Governor Parson leaves office. Yeah, I want to follow up on something you said, if I may. You said Governor Parson is for this project. What project? No drawings, no business plan, no itemized summary of costs, operating costs after it's built. So what project? There's well, no project been presented. Well, I guess it's for the concept, I guess, of, of taking the stadium downtown. And and I'll add, but, no one has said what their contribution is going to be. I've asked the question of legislators, how much is it that it's worth doing a rush through this process, not doing the proper due diligence, not adhering to the, the standard process that government entities go to through before ever asking a voter to contribute and to pass something. Right. So none of this adds up, frankly. It's a ru- it's rushed. It's without any detail and it should not go before the voters. Now that's kind of the mechanics of it. We don't need a new stadium. The, if we did, the fans would be clamoring. They'd be complaining. Joe, what kind of feedback are you getting on your Facebook page about all this? Well, the uh, specifics of downtown that would be very negative, according to the people who are participating in the uh, stadium page, there's no parking downtown, particularly with the latest site that's proposed on the Star Printing Pavilion. Uh, there's no way to tailgate. That's one of the most beloved activities of Royals and Chiefs fans. That would go away downtown. And uh, all of the highways leading into that part of uh, the central business district are narrow one-lane routes in and out of uh, the downtown corridor. The streets are narrow when you get off the interstate. Uh, It would be just a traffic boondoggle anywhere downtown. None of the three sites, including North Kansas City, have access for uh, vehicular access. Right. It would just be uh, abysmal. 
You know, there was, Becky, a a 2022 report from Populous, the stadium design firm, that found that the K had severe structural issues that might cost more to fix than actually building a new stadium. That sounds fairly serious. What do you make of that report? How much credence do you give it? Well, uh, not a lot, because the stadium is is examined by an engineering firm every year according to the lease to determine that the teams have kept it maintained to in top condition that and and it has passed that inspection every year and i might point out in the current lease that they are given 10 million dollars a year to maintain the stadium with the agreement that if there would be any additional costs beyond that that the teams would fund it. So if there's anything in ill ill repair at the stadium, we need to be asking the teams why they haven't held up their end of the bargain. But I don't think that's the case. When they talk about concrete cancer, when you nail them down, and I've talked to people at the Jackson County Sports Authority, and they've said, well, this is in the future. We're talking about in the future that would happen. Well, Steve, you can look around if you're if we want to talk about downtown, look around and concrete cancer. If you're talking about historic buildings, older buildings existed and was dealt with in many of our beloved historic buildings downtown and anywhere else. So this was, I believe, a smokescreen and an excuse because generally you're not going to get people who say that Kauffman Stadium is in bad repair. Joe, are you a diehard Royals fan? How how do you view uh, your relationship with the team? I would be a diehard Royals fan, and I'd like to add a comment about Populous. They have a vested interest in this because they build stadiums, and they would make a lot of money off of this, and they'd like to have a new stadium in their hometown. So this whole project is about money and the people who are forgotten in all this conversation are the Jackson County taxpayers who would be paying for it, many of whom are too poor in the inner city urban areas to even go to a game, and they would be having a tax put on them for something they cannot attend, cannot use, and Populous has a conflict of interest because of the primary designer of stadiums across the country and internationally. So their comments, I would disregard because it's a conflict. I just want to add that baseball's my number one sport. I'm a diehard Royals fan and season ticket holder. And this this is not an idea that's going to inspire more people to attend games. Just the opposite. I believe they will lose fans if it's moved downtown. Okay, we're going to have to leave our conversation there. That was the voice of Becky Nays. She's a member of the Save the K Facebook group, former city council member Joe Vaughn, the founder of the group, also joined us here today. Thank you both for the conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, Claudia Brancart, and Hallie Jackson. Paul Nakatura is our announcer and engineer. The theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.